Amen. Acts chapter 18. We're returning to this portion again. And we want to consider tonight those who are sold out to God. We certainly considered Ananias and our, uh, sorry, uh, Quella and Priscilla last week along with Paul and how they were sold out to the Lord we're dealing primarily tonight with Paul himself remember a man was sold out to God lived from the Lord it was certainly the apostle and Paul we considered last week Paul's coming to Corinth Tonight we want to look at Paul's converts in Corinth. As the disciples watched the Lord as he purged the temple in Jerusalem, they remembered the words of the psalmist. They remembered the words of the psalmist we read in John 2 verse 17 the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up the actions of the Saviour had brought to mind the words of the psalmist Psalm 69 and verse 9 and when we look at Paul the apostle we find a man who like his Saviour had a zeal for the Lord's house for while in Corinth we read in verse 4 he was in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks so he was in the synagogue every Sabbath the zeal of the Lord's house had surely eaten him up he was in the synagogue not only to worship the Lord but he was in the synagogue to witness for the Lord and that is he sought to persuade those there verse 5 that Jesus was the Christ he was persuading the hearers that the Messiah indeed had come in the person of the Lord Jesus Jesus we know means saviour Jesus Christ, Christ means anointed and so the Lord Jesus is the anointed saviour, there's no one else there's no other saviour Christ is the one who's anointed of heaven to be the saviour of men so God's dear son is the anointed saviour, there's no other but we notice something else about Paul's message it never changed chapter 17 verse 3 opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ 
In other words, Paul was telling the people, the Messiah has come. And this Jesus that I preach unto you is Christ. Chapter 18, verse 5. When, when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Same message. The same message, the same Christ. Look again at chapter 18. This time verse 28, the last verse of the chapter. Acts 18 verse 28. And he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. Same message. That was the ministry of the Apostle Paul. So everyone who went to hear Paul, or sat under the preaching of Paul, would be told the same truth every time. The same truth every time they would have Christ preached unto them every time. And that is a blessing to know that when you go to your place of worship on the Sabbath day that you're going to hear the same message about Christ. You're going to hear a consistent message. And Christ will be central to that message. That was the distinguishing mark of John the Baptist's ministry. You turn to John chapter 1. There in John 1, in verse 29, the next day John saith Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. That was John's message. Now look at verse 35. Again, the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Same message. In other words, day after day, John preached Christ. He preached Christ Jesus day after day behold the Lamb of God and like John the Apostle Paul preached Christ day after day wherever he was whatever synagogue he was in whatever company of people he addressed it was the same message he preached Jesus that he was the Christ I want us to notice regarding Paul's converts in Corinth want us to notice the testifying of Paul the testifying of Paul no doubt Paul appreciated the moral support that he got with the arrival of Silas and Timothy and upon their arrival we read more about the zeal that he had for the Lord's house and the zeal that he had for souls Look at verse 5 again. And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was 
the Christ. Pressed in the spirit. Those are interesting words. For the words mean constrained by the word. Constrained. Pressed to the spirit. So he had a word for those Jews in the synagogue or wherever he went to minister. And he must deliver it. He couldn't do anything else. He felt constrained to tell all that Jesus was the Christ. In other words, he couldn't hold back. He had to deliver his soul, as it were. He had to deliver the word, tell others about Christ. He was pressed in the spirit to deliver the word, to deliver the truth, and to preach Christ unto them. This reminds us of the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 20 and verse 9. Jeremiah said, His word, it's the Lord's word, His word was in mine heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. In other words, Jeremiah said, I may have felt a time that I can't preach anymore because people aren't listening to me. But then he said, this word was shut up in my bones. I am weary of forbidding. I couldn't hold back. <coughs> and I could not stay. I couldn't stay silent. The word was as a burning fire in the bones and in the heart of Jeremiah. Likewise, Paul. Paul had that same burning desire in his heart to tell others about Christ. He had a burning desire for his brethren and kinsmen according to the flesh. And he had a desire. Yes, he was constrained. Pressed in the spirit. And testified to the Jews. That Jesus was the Christ. Turn again to John chapter 1. We have here. A record of others who were constrained pressed in the spirit to tell others about Christ you look there in John chapter 1 verse 41 Andrew first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him we have found the Messiah which is being interpreted to Christ in other words Andrew had met Christ and he wasn't for keeping it to himself he was constrained he was constrained <laughs> to tell others and he first findeth his own brother Simon said unto him we have found the Messiah which is being interpreted to Christ 
he was pressed in the spirit to tell him had to tell him verse 45 verse 44 now Philip was of Bethsaida the city of Andrew and Peter verse 45 Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph there you have a picture of two men and they were pressed in the spirit they had to tell others about Christ they had to tell others they had found the Lord they couldn't keep it to themselves oh may we be stirred in the spirit as Paul was and as Andrew and as Philip were and as Jeremiah was couldn't keep it to himself he was weary with forbearing and I could not stick I couldn't keep silent as well as the testify by Paul we see the treatment of Paul how he was treated by those whom he ministered to in the synagogue here we have the old familiar story the old old story of the opposition that Paul experienced when he preached Christ in verse 6 and when they opposed themselves and blasphemed he shook his raiment and said unto them your blood be upon your own heads I am clean from hence forth I will go unto the Gentiles they opposed themselves and blasphemed there you have the detractors for Paul on this occasion we're told they opposed themselves and blasphemed that doesn't mean that they fought among themselves they opposed themselves no doesn't mean they fought among themselves that word opposed that word means they arrayed themselves they arrayed themselves against Paul they united against Paul they gathered around Paul they arrayed themselves and opposed them and they arrayed themselves and blasphemed this word of course means to speak profanely and abusively of God we hear much of that in these days don't we blasphemy what blasphemous language we hear everywhere today James said in James 2 and verse 7 
Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? Do they not blaspheme that worthy name? And oh my, that's what is happening. Don't you hear the blasphemy of that worthy name, the Lord Jesus Christ, today? Take the Lord's name in vain. God will not hold them guiltless that taketh his name in vain. For they blasphemed. That's what they did there in the synagogue. And we know that they blasphemed the Lord Jesus. Remember he was in the synagogue. The Jews would have been afraid to take the name Jehovah upon their lips. So they weren't blaspheming Jehovah. They were blaspheming the Lord Jesus Christ. Since Paul was preaching Christ unto them, they would not hesitate to blaspheme his name. That lovely name. That's what they did. As well as his detractors, we notice his departure. Hearing the Lord's name and blasphemed and taken in vain. Again in verse 6, Paul shook his raiment. The Lord told the disciples, you recall, wherever they go and they're rejected, to shake the dust of their feet. That's what Paul was doing here. He shook his raiment, by the way, shaking the dust of the place he had been in. Shaking the dust of that place, of his garments. A sign that he was departing from them and leaving them. They blasphemed the Lord's name. And he would no longer stay amongst them. Paul said, look at what he said in that verse 6. Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth. I will go on to the Gentiles. Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. What was Paul saying there? Paul was saying you are without excuse I have given you the truth I have preached Christ unto you you cannot <coughs> accuse me of not telling you the truth and on the day of judgment when you stand before God You'll not be able to point the finger at me, Paul is saying. You'll not be able to point the finger at me and say, I didn't tell you. Or I told you all right. And the blood of your soul will be upon your own head. That's what it'll be like in the day of judgment. 
there will be those who were told the truth and given the gospel and they'll not be able to say they were never told Paul says you'll never be able to say I didn't tell you you've not seen the lovely name of Christ I will leave you and take my message to the Gentiles you turn to the book of Ezekiel <coughs> Ezekiel 33 and here in Ezekiel 33 the Lord describes the preacher or the prophet as the watchman the watchman was in this tower he is to give warning of the approaching enemy really what the Lord is saying the preacher is the watchman he's to preach the gospel he's to tell the truth and warn men and women about the judgment to come now you look at Ezekiel 33 and verse 7 so thou O son of man I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel therefore thou shalt hear the word of thy mouth and warn them from me the Lord speaking to Ezekiel O son of man I've, I've given you the word you've heard the word of my mouth now warn them from me verse 8 when I say unto the wicked O wicked man thou shalt surely die if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way that wicked man shall die in his iniquity but his blood will I require at thy hand you get the picture the Lord said I've sent you as a watchman I've given you the word you're to take the word and give that to the people if you do not preach the word if you do not tell the people the truth I will require the blood of every soul that perishes at your hand because you didn't tell them the truth that's what Paul's talking about here Paul is saying I've been the watchman I've told you the truth and you've rejected it well your blood be upon your heads because I've told you the truth your blood, the blood of your soul shall not be upon my head it will be upon your head you've known the blame but yourself if you do not accept the word that I give you as well as the testifying of Paul the treatment of Paul how they treated him blasphemed we notice the triumph of Paul <coughs> in spite of all the wicked opposition that Paul experienced he was rewarded for his faithful preaching of Christ 
This is the man sold out to God. He went on preaching. Look at verse 8. Verse 7, get the connection. And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. Verse 8. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized there's the triumph of Paul here we find Crispus the chief ruler of the synagogue Paul had been in the synagogue Crispus evidently heard Paul preach he was the chief ruler of the synagogue he would have been there when Paul preached and what happened he believed on the Lord with all his house <coughs> and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized it's interesting up until this point Paul has seen whole families see it well what about Lydia Paul saw Lydia's family saved Paul saw the Philippian jailer and his family saved and now Crispus and his family believed and were baptized but that wasn't all not only the family of Crispus but we read there in that verse 8 and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized believer that's the power of the gospel last week we learned something about the city of Corinth a wicked city licentious city and behaviour and yet here is Paul is seeing Crispus and his family saved and many of the Corinthians that's the power of the gospel preached by a man sold out to God No wonder Paul described the gospel as the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans 1.16 What a wonderful message Paul had to give and we have to give today to die men and women. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. That's the message. Christ, the anointed Savior. And there, in my senseless, wicked, carnal city of Corinth, many of the Corinthians hearing believed 
hearing faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God hearing believe and we're baptized so as well as Paul's coming to Corinth and Paul's converts in Corinth we see Paul comforted in Corinth the apostle Paul had been criticised condemned the enemies had arrayed themselves against them and stood blaspheming the lovely name of Christ Paul had preached that Jesus was the Christ and as he moved on from a blaspheming people well you can understand he needed a word from the Lord after all that he had been through well he got that word from the Lord verses 9 and 10 <coughs> then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision be not afraid Paul be not afraid but speak and hold not thy peace for I am with thee and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee for I have much people in this city what a comforting word that was couldn't have asked for anything better notice then spake the Lord after all he had been through then spake the Lord they had arrayed themselves against them <coughs> no doubt cursed him and blasphemed his saviour then spake the Lord unto him in the night Lord always comes with the right word at the right time in other words he always has a word in season a word in season have you ever sat under the preaching of the word or heard the word proclaimed and at the end of it you said that was a word for me that was a word in season for me I needed that word but Paul got a word from the Lord a word in season from the Lord Isaiah 50 and verse 4 listen to this the Lord God hath given me it's Christ speaking the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary that's Christ the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary 
No doubt after all that Paul had been through, he was weary. But the Lord came to him with a word, a word in season. The Lord has the tongue of the learned. In other words, he knows when to speak and he knows what to say. And he knew what to say to Paul. He gave him a word. What was the word? First of all, it was the word about peace. What did the Lord say to Paul there in the night? In the verse 10 or verse 9, Be not afraid, but speak. Hold not thy peace, for I am with thee. First thing the Lord said to him, Paul, be not afraid. Don't be afraid. Now we know the apostle had suffered many things at the hands of the enemies of the gospel and would suffer many more. And the best of men get afraid at times. And the Lord would have known all about Paul and how he felt. <coughs> and so the Lord said, Be not afraid. You know something? The Lord has spoken those words to many of the servants. He turned to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy in chapter 20. What do we read in chapter 20 of Deuteronomy? Well, verse 1. The Lord speaking. When I go aside to battle against thine enemies and see his horses and chariots and the people more than thou, be not afraid. Same words for Paul as for Moses be not afraid of them for the Lord thy God is with thee which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt same words be not afraid and what's our model text for this year it was spoken to Joshua what did the Lord say to Joshua be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. See a message. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thou goest. And you know something? The Lord said the same thing to Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet. The Lord said. Be not afraid. Of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee saith the Lord be not afraid see the Lord knows that the strongest of believers are fearful at times and the Lord said be not afraid the Lord Jesus said that to his disciples you recall when they were in the ship and the storm arose 
and the Lord came to them what did he say came to them walking on the sea he said be of good cheer and as I be not afraid when the Savior said it is I it is important to notice those words it is I those words mean I am in other words the Lord was reminding his disciples be not afraid of his I be not afraid I am is here Jehovah is here God is here you don't need to be afraid but the Lord God is here with you and you look at those references that we give in Deuteronomy in Joshua, Jeremiah the Lord said be not afraid for I am with thee said the same thing to them all be not afraid for I am mark that somebody said to Paul be not afraid for I am there it is again I am with thee and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee for I have much people in this city I am the great I am the labor don't need to be afraid but the great I am is with us I'm with, I'm with thee I'll never leave you alone. So he received a word about peace. He received a word about preaching. The Lord told Paul, Speak and hold not thy peace. Having the Lord Jehovah with him, he had peace of heart and peace of mind. But the Lord here didn't want Paul to be silent don't hold your tongue hold not thy peace don't be dumb don't be silent when the opportunity comes your way preach the word that's what the Lord said preach the word of course the enemy would want him to hold his peace That's what the magistrates demanded of Peter and John. Earlier on in Acts, Acts 4 verse 18. They called them, that is Peter and John, commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. There you have it. Not to speak at all, or teach in the name of Jesus the magistrates demanded that Peter and John hold their peace but they could not and they did not like Paul they also were pressed in the spirit to speak the word the Lord told Paul he was not to hold his peace and go ahead and preach and don't be afraid don't be afraid to preach because I'll be with thee I will be with thee 
make known to one and all Jesus is the Christ Paul says in Ephesians 6 and verse 19 and for me pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel at Ephesians 6 and 19 if you're praying for one another and bearing one another's burdens remember me pray for me pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I will open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel pray dear believer that the Lord will grant all holy boldness to make known the mystery of the gospel to those who know him not the Lord gave them a word about peace the Lord gave them a word about preaching and the Lord gave them a word about people what wonderful words they are in verse 10 for I am with thee no man shall set on thee to hurt thee for I have much people in this city Paul had seen so saved many of the Jews but the Lord's telling Paul there are many more in this city <coughs> Hold not thy peace. What an encouraging word that is to any evangelist. Mm -hmm. Go out and preach the gospel. And you just don't know where God's elect are. Where God's chosen people are. And they must be reached with the gospel. <coughs> and the gospel will, as it were, find them out. God's word will find them out. I have much people in this city. We don't know who the elect are. We don't know how many of the elect are in this city of Port Hope. But the gospel will find them and bring them savingly to Christ. And here Paul was assured by the Lord. <coughs> that he would win souls for the Savior because the Lord said I have much people in the city there you have a man sold out to God and all that he had been through even before coming to Corinth and what he had suffered at Corinth the opposition and the blasphemy Paul still preached he still preached Christ sold out to God knowing that the great I am was with him then the Lord bless his word to our hearts this evening let's bow in prayer our dear Lord loving Father we do thank thee 
to the life of the Apostle Paul. What an example he sets us all. Our Lord, thou didst mightily use him, and use this man who was sold out to God. O Lord, give us the souls. May the gospel that is preached here indeed, Lord, reach thy chosen people of this time. Because we know the word will find them out. Dear Lord, write thy word upon our hearts this evening. Be with us throughout this week. Again, as we pray, often, Lord, keep us all healthy and well, all in our church family and our loved ones. Keep thy hand upon us in our going out and coming in. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away. Amen.